Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, this is Tommy Crash from Leviathan Project, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, let's thank the people who make this episode possible. They are the people on Patreon who are supporting me with a pledge of $2 a month or more. The $2 a month gets you a bonus podcast every week. If you do $5 a month, I will mail you out a Talking Metal t-shirt. People are anywhere from $2 to $50 a month, and I appreciate that support on Patreon. Big shout out to Miss Metal Dan. Of course, Metal Dan, one of our longest running Patreon supporters. Now we've been joined by the Mrs. Mrs. Metal Dan. Welcome to the club. Uh, glad you're here, Mrs. Metal Dan. Sam Warwick, Kato Yogova, Adrian Cusick, Dan Dane Damage, Madison Hatter, Seth B., Alan Janssen, Hank Reeves, John Simpson, Huckney Jacobson, John Barron, Ed Ferguson, Denny, Denny Striegel. It's my dad. I should know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Patrick Sabin, Jerry from Salt Lake City, Blue Walsh 21, Victor Guzman, Gene Eugene DX, Sean Richmond, Mario Charance, Andrew Miller, Jeremy Weltman, Chris Riley, Johan Erdestrom, Stephen Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Gregory Muse, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo from Alaska, Brad Dahl from Utah, Dan Gurwin, of course my main man, Victor M. Ruiz, Jerry from Long Island, Sam Soupy, Drake, Matt Carroll, Joe Ryan, Jason Seth, Stephen Saylor, Ron Keel, Jean-Francois Blas, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Fred Rutz, Michael Street, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, John Bovari, Metal Dan, and then there's a couple of you guys who your card has uh, been declined, so I'm going to leave you off the laundry list today, but one, one of you I just mailed a t-shirt to, and it, it, the card has never gone through, so I'm hoping it gets fixed. Anyways, uh, let's uh, get into this episode of the Talking Metal Podcast. All right, guys, I think this is episode 940. The numbers, the episode numbers seem to have gotten messed up uh, a number of episodes 
ago. It actually may be 941. Let's just say it's 940, okay? That's that's where we're at, 940, all right, guys? So one thing I used to love to do is turn you guys on to unknown artists and play some of their music, which I, you know, a little interview, a little music, but of course we can't play music anymore, which just sucks. It still pisses me off to this day. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is listen to these guys and the music they have. We're going to hear from drummer Tom Wallace, and he's going to tell us all about what he's up to. We'll have links to that in the show notes, and we're going to hear from Tommy Crash, the guitar player known for his work with Britney Fox, but he's also now doing some very different sounding music, at least from Britney Fox, with... uh, Tim Ripper Owens, among some other really cool stuff. So I'm going to have links to that in the show notes, and it's kind of up to you guys to go listen to it. I know it's an extra step. I know it's a pain in the butt, but that's where we're at here in 2021 with podcasts. We cannot risk playing music on the show anymore. Believe me, don't get me started on that. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with guitarist Tommy Crash. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are joined for, I believe, the first time by Tommy Crash. Tommy, I feel like we were talking a couple of years ago, and and for some reason, the interview uh, never happened. So if I drop the ball on that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it was, it was probably me of trying to do everything myself and not dealing with a, a third party to make it happen for me. And I just, typical musician, I lose track of stuff. So Right on, right on. Well, we have you here now, and you have some great music going on, some very different music from what I can tell, at least what my ears are telling me. Let's start with Infinity Rain. I do want to get into your history and the other project, but let's start there. Can you tell us about this project and how it came about? Yeah, absolutely. Infinity Rain is kind of tied to a lot of stuff that I've done. It's tied to the Leviathan Project, which features Ripper Owens and right. Bobby Coble, who was in Death. It also has roots from the time I played with Brittany Fox uh, because of some of the members. But Infinity Rain is basically uh, an AOR project, you know, music that has, uh, you know, hooks, a little bit of keyboards, some shred and guitar in the vein of Journey, um, you know, uh, Ario Speedwagon at times, those old bands. And, um, you know, in one of the songs, for instance, I got Reggie Wu from Heaven's Edge played a guitar solo on it. So it's got awesome. the heavier side and it's also, uh, you know, it's got the melodic side. Right on. And it, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned Reggie Wu. That was a band I used to go see at the Empire Rock Club back in, wow, the like late 80s in the uh, Philadelphia area of, of Pennsylvania. Great, great band. But the Infinity Rain um, EP is out now, right? And how many songs? Right. Four? Four songs, I think, is what I heard. Yeah, it's it's four songs. And, um, you know, the, the business model of shopping or doing music anymore is it doesn't really exist. There's no formula, you know? Uh, so we just put out the EP independently, uh, you know, trying to do some interviews with people like yourself and get the word out. Uh, see what kind of buzz we can get and then maybe look at some labels for it. Maybe not. I don't know. Right. And to me, what I like about infinity rain, I mean, we've had some bands 
in the past that have done this style of music, but in a way it's kind of tongue in cheek. They're almost poking fun at it. The way this comes across to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is this is legitimate music. You guys are serious about playing it. You pay tribute to the greats that did it before you, but it's it's no joke, right? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely no joke. Um, right. What, what's, what's that metal band? Uh, Steel Panther. The, yeah. Um, I just don't identify with that. I don't find right. any humor in the stuff that I grew up with and cherish and love. I find no humor in uh, watching an old um, Survivor video. And yeah. <laughs> I right. could see where some people might, but hell yeah, this is total serious. It's melody. It's, I think, real musicianship. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Sounds great, not, by the way. You yeah. did a great Thank job. You. Yeah. So is there a future with Infinity Rain or is it kind of just a one off? Here's four songs and that's it. Or do you plan a, plan more? Well, we have nine songs recorded. Um, we hmm. have a couple tunes we're in the process of recording right now. Um, I'm down in Orlando, Florida. The other guys are up in the South Jersey, Philly area. That's where I came from. That's where I used to live. So we're looking at doing maybe some small like encore shows, basically encore meaning not doing a full set and just seeing what the reaction is to it because we have two lead singers in the band. So I would love people to hear that live. Um, but, you know, the logistics of it, the logistics that we have real jobs and lives right. at our age, it, it makes it difficult. But, um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we want to go out there and do it? You know, so that's that's the plan. I don't have a time frame, but uh, initially I wanted to get the four songs out there and I guess see if people think it's viable because I don't want to be playing for nobody. Right. You, you know mentioned I mean? two singers. Can you kind of go over some of the people who are involved in the project with you? You mentioned sure. Reggie. Yeah. Uh, well, Reggie just did did lead on one of the songs because I'm a big fan of uh, of Heaven's Edge. I grew up in that area and I contacted him through a friend of a friend. Um, but one of the singers in the band, his name is Nick Malera. He had a history in the Nashville session circuit for a while. Um, I ran into Nick a long time ago when I was working on a Britney Fox acoustic record <clears throat> and like a lot of things that happen, it just never got finished with the Britney guys. Um, and I put a crap load of work into it and I wanted to finish those songs. So I had Nick sing on those. So that's how I met Nick. He's got an awesome voice and, you know, he loves this style of music. And then Matt Nardo, who's the other singer, he plays with me in Leviathan Project. Matt at his core is just a real AOR melodic guy. Um, I met Matt through Dave Weekly, who's was in he's in Rough House and Tees. If you're familiar with them, yes. they're from that whole South Jersey Rough Philly House, area. Yeah. Not, not Tees, but Rough House, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I met Matt from that scene. We played together, and um, you know, I, I'm good friends with Billy Childs, you know, from Britney Fox. And there's always talk every couple of years if he's not playing with some of the original guys of me calling him and saying, Hey, do you want to do something with this? So, you know, since Nick sang on some of those Britney Fox songs, there was talk at one point of doing some shows with him as the, I guess he would have been the fourth lead singer of Britney Fox. Right. It never worked, worked out. It's just all these harebrained ideas I have. And at one point I thought about last year, I talked to Billy about putting a version of Britney together and having Matt, 
be the lead singer of Britney Fox, which okay. I guess probably because it's maybe in hindsight, just a stupid idea. It never happened. Um, yeah, and I think this consensus with Britney Fox now is that they kind of either want to do it with pretty much all original members or not do it. But, okay. you know, the idea came to my head because, you know, Blackfoot goes out there and does it quite right. It does, you know, the deal. The, the list is endless at this point, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is quite Warner. attractive if you, if you own the brand name to a band and you want it. I mean, there's money on the table there. I mean, Britney Fox is not my brand name. I have nothing to do with it, but there's money on the table somewhere for the Britney Fox name and that shiny logo. You just have right. to know what to do with it. Right. And I do want to talk about Britney Fox and your <clears throat> actual history with them a little bit more. But before we do that, two, two things. Let's. Where in South Jersey are you from? Because I'm a Jersey guy myself. Cherry Hill area? Uh, is that where you uh, Well, I worked in Cherry Hill for a long time at Kinko's on Route 70. Okay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Washington township, Defford area is where I lived. Oh, okay, cool. Washington. So that's, yeah. I'm trying to think that's like 78, uh, far, like going towards uh, the Pennsylvania border township, Washington township oh. was right off the 42 expressway, the Atlantic city Expressway. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of what the town of Washington, right? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you from mid Jersey or South? Jersey? Uh, well, I lived in mid Jersey in the, Princeton area for a while. Now I'm like okay. far North Jersey, right by. Okay. Newark. So yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So Leviathan project with Ripper Owens. Let's talk about this. All this music is coming out this year, right? I mean, this, this stuff's all hitting this year. You have a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Leviathan project. We've already released two EPs through Deco entertainment and we have a full length CD that'll probably happen this fall. Right on. Yeah. I just spoke uh, with Jack Frost, who has a, a record coming out through Deco, uh, right? Too. Yeah, brothers, yeah. brothers in arms. So cool. And when did you first get to meet and know Ripper? I wrote one song that was kind of had the tones or the sound in my head of like a mid '80s thrash, Testament, Flossum, and Jetsum. And I was just messing around with the song, and I'm like, oh, this is sounding pretty good. I need a singer. So I talked to Chris Aiken, our mutual friend. Right. One day and I was just saying, hey, man, I, you know, I haven't really started looking yet, but, you know, any like metal singers. And he's like, well, why don't you call Ripper? I'm like, OK, I never really thought he wasn't on my radar because I it's not that I'm not a fan. I just uh, you know how you have some artists that you never really you haven't gotten into you right. know, yet. Um, but of course, we you know, you know, everyone knows Tim and his history. So I sent the one song to him. Uh, he sang it. It sounded really good sounded nothing what i had in mind i had in mind like i said more of like a death angel type singer or something like that right uh and i had bobby from the band death he used to be in death he played on he's like an 80s shrapnel guitar player very technical marty friedman ish some people mm -hmm. compare him to and i was like man the song sounds really good uh and matt helped me write the matt nardo from um infinity rain he helped me write the melody and some of the lyrics um you know, for Ripper. And so we did another song. Sounded awesome. Sounded even better, we thought, in our mind. So we did another song. Uh, and then I contacted an old publicist friend of mine from years ago, Chip Ruggieri. And sure. um, I said, hey, you know, what do you think of it? You know, you think there's any labels out there that might be interested? And it just kept on going from there. Wow, um, cool. So uh, Tim lives in Ohio. Outside of our musical collaboration, I couldn't tell you one thing about the guy. 
He seems right. like a nice guy. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. So Right. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know uh, how it is. Yeah, it's it's wild how that can be the case nowadays. You don't have to spend hours and hours in a room with somebody when you're making music. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. And, you know, some of it from bands, it comes out good and some of it doesn't. I, I thought our Leviathan project worked really well. People ask me in interviews, would I want to work in a room with Tipper, Ripper, Tipper, with Ripper and Bobby and Matt? Yeah, probably not. It'd probably mess up what we have going on. Right. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. And all that music is, is out now. Infinity rain has four songs out. I saw on Apple music. I'm sure they're on Spotify too. Yeah. Leviathan yeah. project, the, the same deal, uh, two EPs out of music from Leviathan yeah. project. And one of our EPs, let me just say is on yeah. cassette is that's on cassette too. Oh, cool. I saw on your Facebook page, some people yeah. like holding up the cassette. Yeah. So cool. So, yeah. And where could you get that? Where from the deco website? Yeah. 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 From deco entertainment. Uh, we got, you know, t-shirt and cassette bundle or just the cassette, or you can just go Fun. on streaming and, and do it that way cool. too. Uh, I will link that through today's show n- show notes in the podcasting app that you're listening to this to guys and your history. You you mentioned Brittany Fox. You played with them for what two three years? Is that correct? Um, in 2007, I did a tour with them. Um, they're one of my, growing up in South Jersey. They're one of my favorite bands. So an opportunity to go on tour and play with my favorite band was like, yeah, why not? Originally, I was just going to be the guy that did their graphics and kind of help their manager while they were on the road. But their original guitar player, Michael, he didn't want to he just didn't want to do that anymore. So um, they asked me to fill in. I did the best I can with it. I'm no Warren D. Martini. I'm a right. shitty guitar player in the studio. I can make it sound <laughs> okay. good. Um, so, yeah, I went out there and did it. We tried working on an acoustic record and time just ran out. Um, so I had those tracks forever floating around. So I put those out under my name right. and attached to Brittany Fox name to it. So my history is not, I mean, you know, I was a fill-in guitar player. Right on, right on. And yeah. what about your history before then? Like, can you tell us just a brief history of your history? Yeah. Um, I was just, uh, I, I played in local bands like Bonnie's, the galaxy, the cell block, stuff like that. You know, that's where, you know, Britney Fox, Heaven's Edge, all those guys came from. I played in a band called Gunshy. Uh, we ended up releasing, re-releasing stuff on Paris Records. You know, we were just one of those regular bands that I think we were playing the clubs when Nirvana's first record came out. Right. So had we been a couple years later, like a million bands, maybe something would have happened. Um, and, you know, Michael from Britney Fox was kind of imagining, managing us and helping us out and got us in some magazines and stuff, but you know, you know, the story, it's right. pretty much. Yeah. Right on. Cool. And besides music, what else keeps you busy on a day-to-day basis? Oh, um, being a school teacher. That's my oh, real nice. job. Wow. Cool. What do you, what do you teach? <laughs> I teach high school students and I teach digital art. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Very good. And let us know when you're up in New Jersey playing gigs or just hanging out. We'd love to uh, hook up and uh, listen to some music live or play us some music that you got going on. Anytime you're up here, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate that. And I thank you for the opportunity to let me talk about all this stuff. 
Big thanks to Tommy Crash for joining me. We're now going to talk with Tom Wallace, who has just an all-star um, selection of guests on his new music that he's working on. He's going to tell us all about it. But people like Craig Goldie, one of my favorite guitar players, I think does does some lead work for him. Tony Franklin, a bassist that I interviewed him for like an hour once, like maybe four years ago. And I told him, listen, we got to do a part two because we only had uh, gotten to about half of what he'd done. So I need to get Tony Franklin back on. And maybe when we do that, maybe I can talk to him about his work with with Tom, uh, among other people. A lot of really significant names involved with this. So let's uh, let let's let Tom tell us all about what he's up to and who he's playing with. And please do yourself a favor and check out this music. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are welcoming to the podcast a guy that I've spoken with on social media for, man, a number of years now, Tom Wallace. Tom, how are you, man? Doing great, Mark. How are you? It's good to be here. Yeah. Now, where did we first meet? Was it just on Facebook? I, Because I, I feel like I've had interactions with you going back like for at least a decade. Uh, yeah, I don't know about a decade. It certainly has been a number of years. Um, I think four or five years ago, I sent you a CD okay. that, uh, that I had uh, worked on just because I, I knew you're sort of into that style of music and just, you know, sending a few out, see what, what people thought of it. And uh, uh, I think that's probably where it started. Right on. And you correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a drummer. And you sent me some tracks that you're working on, which I want to get into. But let's let's talk about your history. When did you start playing drums? Uh, I was probably about 15 years old. I wanted to play guitar, had a guitar and an amp for about four years. Didn't have the self-discipline to sit there. You know, it didn't make any sense. E-A-D-G-B-E, open tuning. Why not A-B-C-D-E-F, you know? <laughs> it <laughs> right. didn't make any sense to me. And, and I was like... Like wow, this this isn't working. And a buddy of mine who played bass in a band, uh, we were sitting uh, sitting around in high school, I was tapping my fingers to a Black Sabbath song, and he goes, "Tom, you've had a guitar and an amp for four years and can't play one damn song. You should try drums." And in six months, I joined his band playing drums. Wow, really? So you just took to drums? It was more of a natural fit for you? Yeah, yeah, it's my natural instrument. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting how that works. Because, I mean, we hear that about a lot of professional players, how they started with one instrument, but it wasn't until they moved over to the other instrument that they really found found their way musically. I mean, I think even, didn't Eddie Van Halen even start as a drummer and then eventually became a guitar player, I think. Yeah, I think they both probably had uh, piano lessons. Their parents wanted to have, have like piano lessons. I think they moved on to other preferred instruments and then migrated even further from there, if I remember the story right. Right on. Now you sent me some tracks and I checked them out and correct me if I'm wrong, but they are under the title Guild of Others. And you have some just incredible special guests on these tracks with you, which I want to hear about. But first, tell me about the the backbone of this project or is it a band? So it's definitely a project, not an actual band. Uh, the guitar player, Steve Potts and I, um had worked in a previous band and then uh i you know we'd gone our separate ways working in other stuff and then uh i had that in fact the cd that i'd sent you a number of years ago billy sherwood from yes co-produced that and oh, uh, wow. while i was working with him he said hey you know in the future when you have other projects if you want to want me to call in some some different people you know some named players uh 
I'd be happy to do that. And I was, oh, okay, cool. You know, and then a couple of years passed and I was starting another uh, project and uh, Billy was busy. So I was on the uh, cruise to the edge and um, ran into uh, uh, Derek, Derek Shrinian and asked him if he'd want to be a part of it. And sort of just, just started asking people that I was interested in working with. And, uh, but it, it started, I guess I should go back a little bit. It started, the first person I talked to was Tony Martin for Black Sabbath. And uh, that's what led me back to Steve Potts, the guitar player. Tony said he would be interested. And I thought, well, who do I know that, that writes really cool Sabbath style riffs and, and is also versatile enough to write other stuff. And uh, uh, Steve came to mind. And so we started writing and, and so on. That's really how it started. Wow, cool. And again, we're talking with Tom Wallace of Guild of Others. Let's get into who the guest stars are, because one of my favorite guitar players, Craig Goldie, is, is on this project with you, but there's a lot of other great people too. But before we do that, where can people hear this music? So um, we will have an official release date, probably ready to tell everyone uh, after this weekend. We have a, another phone call with the label uh, Saturday, I believe is the date. And um, so it'll probably be Sunday or Monday. I'll be able to uh, give an official release date and then it'll be available like, you know, through our website and, and, and that kind of stuff. We'll just branch out from there. All we have right now on hand are physical CDs. And uh, probably this Saturday, we'll talk about how to set up a digital format, download all that kind of stuff. Cool. So I mentioned Craig Goldie, but there are some other great and impressive players on the project with you. You mentioned Derek Sherinian. Who else? Uh, Tony Franklin. So Derek plays wow. keys on every song. Tony plays bass on every song. Craig plays a, a, a solo on the song uh, Veil of Insanity. And... Um, Michael Sadler from Saga sings one of the songs, Elysium, and um, Henrik from uh, Darkwater sings the song Balance, and then uh, a local friend, Mark Hammond, sings the other six songs on the album. I think that's most everyone there, all the players. Right, and vo vocally, again, there being that there are some different singers, it is it, it is somewhat di diverse vocally, but I like that, and I like what you're doing with the music itself too. It, it sounds great. And I think anybody who's into progressive, hard rock, heavy metal, this is definitely something you're going to want to check out. Guild of Others, like what other bands would you compare it to? I mean, obviously there's the Derek Sherinian connection with Sons of Apollo, Dream Theater. Where do you see this falling in as far as categories go? Well, Derek had the perfect uh, description of it, you know, and I, we put that in the bio. When he first heard the demos, he says it's uh, aggressive and adventurous without being too proggy. And when he said that, I thought, wow, he really encapsulated it because it's definitely not as, say, proggy as like my favorite album, Yes, Close to the Edge. It's not that proggy and it's not as proggy as, as this, you know, Dream Theater or anything like that. Both bands I thoroughly love. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's heavier like in the sense not heavier but but more direct heavy in the sense of like i would i would compare it to um like maybe rainbow rising or something like that you know it's not super proggy but stargazer's got a lot of movement in it and um so when i think of stuff like that or maybe uh aspects of earlier queen's right or something you know and then again some songs are straightforward some people have said wow that sounds like early michael schenker 
you know, so, right. so it's kind of right in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, I mean, you mentioned rainbow rising, but definitely a more contemporary, if, if you yeah. will, production and sound than, than you'd hear with that. Yeah. I was talking really retro and what, yeah. Right. Stylistic and writing is what I was referring to. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And is there plans? Obviously we're still kind of coming out of COVID uh, here, but we are seeing bands start to play live. Do you, want to play this stuff live or is this more a studio production Well, it would certainly be great to play it live um because there are a lot of guests and it's not a, you know one solid band it, it would have to involve everyone's schedules or uh you know certain replacement players like if you know if tony or derek or someone wasn't available is there someone else that could be available that you know could could fill their shoes it, there's a little bit of logistics around that, but it's not out of the question. We would just have to see Good. what happens. And where are you guys based? Uh, Steve and I are in San Diego, California. Right, right. And, uh, uh, you know, Tony and Derek aren't terribly far from us. And we were able to actually go hang out with Derek for a while. Well, you know, a couple of times when he was uh, doing some of the keys and sort of discuss what was happening and listen to his his ideas and offer a few and uh uh, but mostly when we invited those people like like Tony and Derek, we just left everything to them because they're such great talents. You know, why get in the way? <laughs> right. When you do have to offer direction, how how does like an accomplished musician like that who has, you know, a name for themselves, how do they take direction from from somebody when you're working with them? Uh, really well. I mean, again, there wasn't much. There were like just maybe a couple of small ideas, like say the song Memento. There were two patches in there, two two areas, a few bars each, where Derek had done some really sort of just basic kind of piano, almost Elton John style stuff. And we told him, we said, hey, we left those parts open actually for you to solo over. Actually, we wanted you to kind of go a bit crazy. So I presumed he was going to do some killer synth stuff, you know, and, and like is, is on other parts of the album but he put in these two sort of almost ragtime piano pieces instead. And so when he was doing that, Steve and I both just looked at each other like, Hey man, let's, let's stay out of the way. We were not expecting this, but this is cool. So sometimes right, there's a cool. big surprise. And, and when you have an idea, be willing to listen to the other people's ideas anyway, because you never know what's going to happen. Right on, right on. Cool. And is there a social media page or Twitter or Facebook page people can, can like and check out where's the best place to get in touch with guild of others online uh right now facebook we we had sort of a page and a website sitting dormant and some people found it and started liking it so we thought okay you know we're not going to pretend like nothing's happening here so uh but again we won't really be be actually promoting anything until we we talk to the label this weekend but uh um if you want i mean feel free people should feel free to go to uh facebook and just just put in this little search box guild of others it should pop up and okay. uh, this, the same with like the website, although there's not much happening. There's like just a bio and a couple photos on the website right now. We, you know, we haven't launched it yet. Gotcha. Cool. All right, man. Well, it's been great catching up with you and thanks for this new music. We hope the talking metal listeners will, will check it out. It is definitely going to appeal to a lot of the listeners out there. So uh, yeah, all the best to you, Tom, and please keep us posted on everything. Thank you so much, Mark. It was good talking to you. Good talking with you. Take care. Big thanks to Tom Wallace and Tommy Crash for joining us here on the Talking Metal Podcast. I'll talk to you next week, guys. Have a great one.